0: Talk to you or to the camera? To me. Well, hello. Thank you for joining us today. For going deeper. Thank you so much, Keith, for your message this morning. Continuing on in our series in John. Now, one of one of the main motivations that we that we've got for this series actually comes out of Peter's writing where he's saying, always be ready to give an answer to anyone who asks about the hope that you have. And this morning, what one of the things, out of a number of things, that really grabbed my attention is you zoomed in on the hope we have that Jesus articulated in John 3.16. And what caught my attention is is that, Keith, I know that you're not new at this game. But the truth of that passage, of that verse, seemed to be very, very real to you. You were very passionate as you were speaking about what it is that Christ has done. You said something like, how do we even hold our head up if it weren't for that forgiveness? Um, can you let us in a little bit on, on even now for you, what's going on when you grapple with that hope, with that truth?
1: Yes, I can try, uh, <laughs> succinctly. To sum it up, I, th- I think as I get older, I actually, and I think if not all most people who are anyway getting towards the senior years of life this kind of hope is more and more a reality in the sense that most of the most of the studies that look at the well-being of of older people place the senior years in a fairly positive light Mm. in that there is a greater level of satisfaction or contentment, um, not as much financial pressure, not as many vocational pressures. Mm. But I think that's probably, that's a pencil and paper kind of test rather than my own experience, and it's not a harsh experience at all, but it's an experience that says as life is gradually, or more than gradually, closing in on you, where you just can't do the things that either you would like to do or you used to be able to do, um, how do you cope with that without, as I've said on other occasions, without getting grumpy? Mm. How do you grow old graciously? And Mm. for me personally, and I've said this before and it's true, I could very easily be a grumpy old man yep. and I think Marg, although she <laughs> says I'm not, which is great, but she knows I could be, yeah. um, if in actual fact it was about performance or mm. even about opportunity. I think one of Marg's friends said as you grow, as you get older you gradually or more than gradually become invisible. Yep. Um, now. Um, I don't experience that in any major way except that um, older people in our society are not um, given the same level of um, attention as younger people who are probably more able to be glamorous or beautiful or whatever. So I would say this about all stages of life because when I was, say, very hectically vocationally involved, I would have needed... Um, security and grace, Mm, at least mm. as much as I do now, but I I hadn't learnt as deeply about it. Mm. But there are... All I'm saying is that every every stage of life, and certainly at this stage of life, unless there's the opportunity to go beyond the superficial or even what our society says is really important or valuable or whatever, Mm. then we will gradually or more than gradually become almost entombed in a acceptance or recognition that we don't count right and because there's the possibility the reality of getting a deeper understanding of what's really important yep. And I would include relationships in that so mm-hmm. that if I get grumpy, it impacts my relationships yeah, and sure. therefore that. Yeah. Um, I, can ju- I can imagine the trauma of younger families in this COVID situation, mm. but I can also imagine the cabin fever of even two older people sure. basically being stuck with each yeah. other almost 24-7 and that not working out very well at all. So somehow or another there's got to be grace yep. in there and the opportunity to value the other person and to care and to love for them. So I, I, you're right. The idea of Rabboni, where yeah. I worship yes. because of who Jesus is, not only um, ...what he taught and what he did on earth by who he is. That's my saving grace every
0: mm. day. So it's interesting that you say the every day. That's my saving grace every day. When we understand Rabboni as master and teacher... ...and this idea that how, how do I face the day... ...I think was something else that you said. How do I face the day? Mm. What does that mean to you in this idea of, of every day. What does that look like every day for Keith? I know that I could turn into to grumpy old Keith. I know I can be grumpy old Jeff. I get reminded of that too. Um, how does this message of grace, the reality of this master teacher Rabboni, what does that look like for you recognising that that could be my reality, grumpy Keith, day by day. How are you reminding yourself of this master teacher, of grace,
1: day by day? Mm. I don't wake up very well. Um, I wake up fairly slowly and I normally wake up either having thought about in the middle of the night or almost immediately having come to mind anything that might be a challenge or a difficulty that potentially lies ahead of me mm-hmm. during the day. And I can I can what I find is that if if I'm anxious and one area of my life is resolved and therefore I don't need to be anxious about it, I just pop the next one up to that. Yep. So I can actually get anxious about going shopping, yep. which I normally would not be. But about, oh, I won't go in, into detail. <laughs> but but just about yep. anything, almost. So uh, I have a a bit of a ritual that after I've after I've had my shower and whatever, the first thing I do, and this would be, I'd say nine out of ten or even 99 out of a 100 i have a little devotional book yeah. that i recognize isn't everybody's um major helper but for me it's a devotional book in which the writer purports to be jesus and gives jesus perspective on yes. life yeah. at the beginning of wow. every day and i i think that's a bit almost outrageous to yeah. Report to be Jesus, but because she basically just takes it from Scripture, yeah. so yeah. I think it's okay. So I'm reminded uh, about the key realities of this day, which are that um, not only am I alive, but He's alive; yeah. that His Spirit is in me; that um, He can work everything together for good. Yeah. He can He can actually come into any situation in a wiser, um, longer term constructive mm. way than I could ever think about mm. and therefore let this be a prompt to me to, in whatever comes up mm. in that day, to give it to him and yeah. to invite him in, you mm. know, the, as Peter says, because uh, I don't think this only refers to... Uh, salvation, but the best invitation we ever had in our lives. Just to include the Spirit of God and the way of God in whatever is going and then to reflect on if it goes well, thank him, because he's Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the author of that. If it doesn't go well, then stay secure in the fact that he's never going to leave me and that he's wiser and more powerful than I can ever imagine Mm and he will bring good out of even the worst. So that I, see I have a tendency to catastrophise and to even in my evening time, to think about the worst possible scenario that either is happening or could happen. And therefore you have to reframe that catastrophising into a secure situation Mm. that says, I'll never test you beyond what you are able yeah. to mm. go through. I love that you, you
0: phrased that as, you know, it's it's that reminding reminding you of of the key reality. Yeah. That there are many things that, that might make me anxious that I could catastrophise about, but there is a greater reality. It yeah. is. He's got it. How... Think about then, so, so for me as an individual desiring to steward my own heart towards towards Christ, it needs reminding of that ultimate reality and I need a teacher to do that. I love that that you've got a, uh, a resource that, that almost feels like it's Jesus teaching you directly. How does that apply to one another, to the body of Christ? You said... Uh, you made a point in your message about recognising that we're all teachers. We all carry that. What what responsibility then do we have in the body with one another? Do you think,
1: as teachers? I'll have to be very, very brief because I could. <laughs> this is not only crucial, but it's it's it could be quite an ex- expansive subject but I would summarise by saying the first thing is that the one another, um, if we accept God as creator and that he created everybody in his image, it's a marred image but mm. so therefore we are all of incredibly valuable stuff, Yes. then that changes my view of every person whether they are in the deepest relationship Mm. with me, such as Mark, my wife, or whether I pass them in the street Mm. as a person who seems obviously to be struggling or whatever, there's the one perspective that says, this person is just as valuable as I am, Mm. and they are, in God's sight, a person to be, loved and cared for and valued. So every relationship is a gift and also a responsibility. But it also allows me to see that, see, if I can just go back to what I said in the sermon, I didn't have time to go into it, but those words of life, words to build Mm. a life on, they are actually in my experience and assessment, the wisest teachings I have ever mm. read the Sermon on the Mount. Yes. They are not easy teachings mm-hmm. and they are not teachings that I am able always to follow. But I also believe, and this is also from a well being and psychological perspective they are the essence of living healthily and well Mm. so that when there's the great emphasis on love and grace on on security and forgiveness i think they are the key issues for any ongoing relationship so that i seek to relate to other people not in a wishy-washy kind of everything's great Mm -hmm. i'm not going to address the difficulty or whatever um, speak the truth in love when that's appropriate, but it be in love and at the right time and yep. the right way. But actually to approach by the Spirit of God's enabling within me, every relationship as a, not only a great privilege and opportunity in terms of for me, but also potentially in almost incremental ways to build into those other people something of the love and grace of Ah, God. Can I give you an example? And I try to do this. (laughs) Um, I go for a walk most days and now I I mostly just walk around Adcock Park because I think it's quite a, a beautiful place. I walk to it and I'd say about every second day on an average there's a lady who walks and she walks the opposite way from me and she first took my attention because a lot of people say hello to you and nod to you but there was no response from her. She normally wears a hoodie and she wears very dark glasses and as far as I could see she acknowledges nobody or nothing. I felt that the opportunity to just very, very gradually try to <laughs> connect with that yep. person. So that at first I just started nodding. Yep. So for several times I just nodded. And, and after about three or four times she nodded back, yep. which was strange because I didn't think she was even going to look at me, but she nodded. I love it. Yep. This is probably six or seven weeks later <laughs> and yesterday she not only said hello but she sa- she raised her hand wow. to say hi it's progress that is progress so i actually in a funny kind of way yeah. just think that i don't know what's in her life i don't know who she is yeah. whatever don't know where she lives yep. don't need to know any of that but just for us to try and be mm. something even in very small ways yeah. Of the love and grace of God, as we because they are incredibly valuable yes. people. Just acknowledging
0: another human. Yeah. Um, I, I love how in so John three sixteen fairly logical. It's followed by John three seventeen, mm. yeah. um, where Jesus didn't come into the world to, to condemn the world, to condemn the world no. but to save the world. Yeah. And Candice, you'd be happy to know that the word "world" is cosmos. Um, so thinking then, so about what what that means to be stewarding our own hearts toward grace, and then there's also this one anotherness. How how then do we carry this this hope to the world? What does that what does that mean to the world? Jesus came not to condemn the world but to save the world. We're carrying that hope. That's the hope that allows us to lift our head up each, each day, to face the day. What does it mean for us to be carrying that truth in the world,
1: do you think? I think first of all it means probably our world mm-hmm. so that whatever opportunity each of us have um, – that we recognise the privilege of those interrelationships, and also something of the opportunity mm-hmm. of them to be God's colours and flavours, because yep. that salt and light. Mm. And and um, as you reminded us, I think um, Peter's Peter's both challenge and encouragement is that we would always have. Um, ready some way of, and these are my words, of blessing other people but to always, if we have the opportunity to speak into their lives Mm -hmm. in any way whatsoever, to do it with respect and with gentleness. So that with those kind of guidelines, that we should as much as possible get our centre of attention away from self. To yeah. God, and also to recognize that we are impacting each other in indelible ways mm. every day. We don't feel like as if we are, or it doesn't, there's no external indicator of that usually or, or often. Mm. But actually, the major learning in life is modeling, mm-hmm. the major Life changes that happen to us are through people and who they are, and what they say when actually their words back up the kind of. Now, I don't mean to say in any way that I'm even a good example of the love and grace of God, but just seeking to take whatever opportunity there is Mm. to be outside of self and attentive to, not preoccupied with the world around me but attentive to so that any invitation, whether it's overt or covert, yeah. to be the flavours and the colours of God, which are mainly love and grace but yes. they could be all different kind, whatever yes. Jesus expressed and sometimes it was um, strong words. It mm-hmm. was, some of te- Jesus' teaching was mm-hmm. very stern and a rebuke but it was appropriate and I believe he did it with the best interests of the person mm. and as appropriately as possible.
0: A final question, or it's probably an opportunity for you to maybe provide some encouragement. I love that you that you called out um, not only this this idea of Jesus as teacher and even Nicodemus as teacher but join the dots just in terms of the importance of teachers Um, plenty of teachers within the Coast Community family, Mm. preschool, primary school, high school, tertiary Uh, any encouragement from you
1: for our teachers at this time yes I don't find that difficult at all um just as an aside um i had during my school time always planned to be a teacher i wanted to be a maths and science teacher when it actually came to the crunch our family moved into state and nobody had ever gone to university so i just went to work and because i liked figures i Went into accountancy, mm-hmm. so I've always had in my heart actually a, a a thought that, and I don't mean this seriously, that I missed my first calling. I don't believe I I did, but I love the idea of being a teacher. And, um, I think I think pastoring is towards the most difficult vocation, mm-hmm. but being a school teacher or a preschool teacher is towards the most difficult. And if you um, wonder about that, I think that the only reason why many, many teachers survive and can keep coming back is that they have many sabbaticals built Mm -hmm. into their lives and their responsibilities. If that wasn't true, if there Mm -hmm. weren't term Mm -hmm. holidays, and many teachers don't take the whole of that term yeah. holiday. They, they do some work. And teachers usually work way beyond nine till three or whatever. Yeah. And the discipline side of teaching is mm-hmm. a very, very difficult and draining yeah. to remain a compassionate person and keep whatever compassionate culture, as I believe our school does, because mm-hmm. I go into that culture just peripherally every three months through mentoring and I just can sense the children and the staff, there's a special culture Mm -hmm, there that's mm -hmm. incredibly powerful to these children who are very much in formation. Mm -hmm. So I actually believe that our society does not value this vocation anywhere near as Mm -hmm. highly as it could or it should because... It's not only very difficult, but it's absolutely crucial Mm. to these formative years of people's life. Parents, of course, are the major contributors, but let's never underestimate how important teachers are.
0: Mm. Totally agree. Thank you so much, Keith. Thank you for being our teacher today. Uh, I hope that there's plenty in there for you to be uh, thinking about, meditating on, sharing in your home groups this week. Uh, Thank you again, Keith. That's always uh, a blessing to us. And so we'll see you next week. Bye for now.